Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, Joining me now is Jerry Mayer Judson, of course, our show contributor. And today we want to talk a little bit about pretty amazing um, individuals who, to my understanding, just graduated uh, nursing school? Absolutely. Just graduated with his PhD in nursing. Wow. So he is, yeah, a philosophy doctor of nursing. Actually, the graduations were going between the 22nd and the 24th, just this week. Wow. He's gotten his PhD. His name is Scott Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, his PhD from UBC. He's a registered nurse. And he was working at that for a while. He was got his, getting his master's and then had a kind of a an aha moment, I guess. It's like, I'm going to go and get my PhD in this because before he was a registered nurse, he was pretty high level in youth hockey. Um, but, and he had, you know, aspirations of playing in the NHL, but unfortunately, of course, it's a problem in hockey is there were a lot of head injuries Mm -hmm. consecutively one after the other. And and he was no longer able to pursue that. So now he is helping other youth in hockey and other in sports in general, not, uh, not suffer the same fate. So, uh, I asked him today about the research and advocacy that he's done for young athletes, plus why he was moved to pursue such a high level of study in nursing. I had originally started my master's while I was working in the emergency department, or I had made that decision. And I was seeing kids come in with concussion who had little to no education. And that spikes my interest. Like, what are the gaps that exist? And is there something that we can do about it? And so during that time, I transitioned over to, to the clinic from doing shift work. And so being in outpatient neurology, we got referred the more complex concussions. And we end up seeing those kids months after they've been diagnosed. And after about the sixth one I talked to who didn't have a follow-up visit, I'm like, okay, there's a major gap here in terms of the care that we're providing to these kids, the health services that are available in the province. And then so I did a little bit of a deep dive and Cole called my now supervisor at, uh, at UBC and we had a conversation and she said, why aren't you doing your PhD? And I said, well, no one no one ever told me that this would be a, an option to do. And she's like, oh, I think you have a a great project. You have personal <laughs> experience in in that arena as well with in terms of, you know, brain injury and, and concussions in your life. Yeah, yeah, I've had uh I've had five concussions all from playing uh high level ice hockey as a result of my second, third and fourth ones being cumulative in such a short amount of time. I ended up getting post concussion syndrome and so probably post-concussion syndrome was nine months. The concussions were about two months. So all we're talking about like years worth of of concussion stuff. Super, super tough having lived through it. But I think that personal experience is what makes me so passionate about the the research that I get to do. It really fuels me. Like I, I started this whole endeavor with just wanting to help one kid not have to go through the same thing that I went through and um, I'm able to touch many more lives now I feel just by the experience that I've had and, and will continue to pursue in the future. That's amazing. Tell me about like the, the research and advocacy work for, for kids with concussions that you're doing. Oh, it's probably been what? It's been close to a decade now of uh, doing research, clinical work and um, volunteering in the community, being obviously on, on research studies. So looked at the policy change of disallowing body checking during my undergrad, my dissertation work. 
done around follow-up visits and looked at um, uh, education and healthcare professionals as well in the research arena. And then obviously my clinical work, working at BC Children's, do a lot of assessment, intervention, education for children and youth and their families, and then primary care providers around the province as well. And then volunteering, I've done baseline testing for hundreds and hundreds of kids who play sports. I've coached youth hockey for, for over a decade and usually the concussion person. So I've done lots of, lots of work around youth sports in, in terms of providing direct care for kids in the, the moments of getting acute concussion and, and then making sure that they return to sport in an appropriate manner. That's huge. And then I guess in that decade, you've probably seen some changes in, in the sport, um, but like in, in terms of protecting kids from getting concussions and post, I mean, not just kids, mm-hmm. but grown, grown people as well. But what still needs to change in hockey in terms of how we treat concussions, how we address it, how we prevent them? I would speak more to like sport in general. I think we need to do a better job of protecting kids in in their brains. I think we put them, especially as adults, right? We understand there's inherent risks in everything that we do, but as children, they don't. And so we need to do a better job of protecting them across all sports, not just hockey. But I think hockey is a really good example because we've done research and there's evidence to show that policy change can reduce injuries and concussion. And so, for instance, we've moved hitting up to the U15 age. Well, I think that needs to go a step further. I think we need to to take hitting out of minor hockey altogether and not put those kids at risk while their brain's still developing. And further to that, too, I would even take it a step further. You know, 16, 17-year-olds who play junior hockey, uh, I think we should take fighting out of junior hockey altogether. There's no fighting in college hockey, and it's a great product and I think it would translate well over to, to junior hockey and if, if professionals want to decide that that's the inherent risk they want to take by participating in something like that then then so be it but um, I think there's um, a lot of work left to be done to uh, to make sure that we protect kids appropriately. You know all the comments uh, there uh, by Scott are entirely reasonable uh, but I'm sure there's going to be still folks who are going to push back you know even fighting in junior hockey um, and junior hockey is a big business, right? And not that people go for fighting, but there's those who are going to say it's still part of the culture. It's, you can't, you know, get rid of all of it. Um, but I would think with all this body of work that, you know, whether Scott's done or others have done, the issue of concussions uh, is going to continue. And somewhere along the way, one would argue, there is a liability issue, whether it's youth sports, junior hockey, or the NHL at the end of the day. I totally agree. I actually think it's so interesting that 15, 17, 15, 16, 17 year olds in youth hockey, they're still fighting, but there's no fighting before and there's no fighting in higher level hockey, like in, in college hockey as well. So I think it's a weird little pocket where these kids can still fight each other and then still potentially give each other traumatic brain injuries. But it's interesting too. I mean, the human brain isn't done developing until you're 25. And that's mm-hmm. when all like these youths are undertaking brain damage is before that point in time. And uh, it's just, I think maybe I'm I'm a little namby-pamby and I'm like, I think that there should be no fighting in sports ever and everyone should protect their brains. But I'm, on, I'm well, way on the other end. Well, I will give uh, you know i'll say this about hockey it's a lot better today than yes. it was 20 oh, years ago right? is it ever so, and thank goodness for that uh you know it's not like uh, it's all bad in hockey but i think it, it's the research and the body of work that at the end ultimately that's gonna uh, that's gonna change things in hockey not 100%. just hockey but look at football too like my son wanted to play and my wife and i just said no you play enough mm-hmm. sports uh studies matter as well and so we use that as an argument i but like that. in the back Protect of your our, head in the back of our mind and and you know it's the, the school there in tuas has got a great uh, football program and the parents are great and the coaches are great but you know they're on the back of your mind you're still 
thinking that as a parent, right? Totally. And and one could argue, and they got helmets, the pads, they're going to be safer, but football hasn't had the perfect record either, right? Oh, certainly. No, absolutely. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. That's our Jerry Mayor Judson.